What's up, guys? This is the Red Table Talk After Show. We are going to be talking about Sierra's episode, Healing the Emotional Scars. It's a jam-packed one. Stay tuned. You're tuned into Black Hollywood Live, the world's first digital broadcast network devoted entirely to urban entertainment and pop culture. Tune in right now. Hey. All we need is a strobe light to set this piece off. All we need is a strobe. Oh, look. Hey, hey, there we go. Okay, thank you. (laughs) Right on time. Thank you guys so much for joining us. We are the Red Table Talk After Show. It's a beautiful Monday evening, early evening. Uh, We're so happy you're joining us. I'm Tyler Simone, and I couldn't do this show without my lovely co-host. Hello. What's going on? It's your man, The Tyler Tyson. You know, holding it down. The Tyler Tyson. Yeah. You heard it. You heard it here first. Yes. Uh, so this episode, as you guys know, you've probably seen it. It was jam-packed with a bunch of stuff. Jada was dropping knowledge. Oh, yes. I don't know about you, but I learned a lot. Did you learn anything in particular? Mm, I don't know if I learned anything, but I, it definitely was a great show. Sierra is one of my favorite people in the world. I love seeing her because she's absolutely beautiful. Her voice to me is soothing. Um, so just And her energy right now because she's so happy. I just want all of that to rub off and come my way so yeah i love seeing her me too i love hearing her talk as well and she's always been really sweet but this is the first time we ever really got to hear her talk Mm -hmm. like that yeah like that like in depth so today we're going to be talking about um the household you grow up in and how that can really play a part in the way you love people going you know throughout your life learning to love yourself knowing what you want mixed families falling in love we're going to talk about russell we got a lot to cover. And of course, we got our special segments at the end, Mr. and Mrs. Smith. And uh, yeah. That's right. We got a lot coming up. We do. So let's jump into it. Households and the way you're raised mm-hmm. when you're little play a really big part, it yes. seems like. Yeah. Um, so Sierra said that she grew up with both her mom and her dad together in one household. And because of that, she got a chance to see how her mom is loved by a man. And growing up, I feel like you really do start to notice how people are different depending on their parents and what they saw. How, how do you feel about it? No, that's that's 100% accurate. But the thing is that I just realized in this moment as I've grown up and, and dating and I never ask like, oh, are your parents still together? Like, that's never like come up in the conversation like at the beginning. You know what I mean? Like maybe down the line you find out whether or not parents are still together. But listening to Sierra, it sounds like one of those things as you're making your checklist and you're trying to figure out if this person is going to be a good fit for you, that should be one one of like the first 10 questions you ask. I think so. And that's crazy you say that because that's one of my first questions. Really? Yes. Not, was that always or did that come like, like where did that come from? I think it was just a something I learned over time and it, I didn't ask it in the beginning. And then these boyfriends that I would have, something was wrong with them. And then I started, <laughs> I started to realize, huh, they don't have a good relationship with their dad or mm-hmm. huh you mm-hmm. know like their mom's relationship is is off so that's when i started to ask and it helped me out because right away i weeded out you know like not to say that anybody who doesn't have a good relationship with them 
right away is you right. know yeah. not a good person or anything but it, it helps you know the thing is so you know I, I try not to insert myself into <laughs> these discussions because as I said in the last show I'm not sure how much I want y'all to know about me but looking at myself in this situation I did not grow up in a household where my parents were together yeah. um, I grew up being raised by my dad and my grandmother actually don't know my mother at all and wow. so I've seen my dad date. He's the most, my dad is a cancer, so he's like the most affectionate, loving, everything is I love you and I'm an only child. So like I can draw a circle on a piece of paper and he's just going to be over the moon with it. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I come from a place where I'm overly affectionate. And so if you're not open to that or you're kind of closed off from being that type of uh, openly affectionate, then I can't really deal with you. We don't get along too well. Yeah. I like that you brought that up because I think it could go one of two ways. Like either someone, they don't know what affection is. They don't know how to give it Mm -hmm. or, you know, someone like you who is just overly affectionate. Yeah. But I wonder if since I, I wasn't used to seeing a married couple, if I'm used to just always being on the search for it. So does that then make me and this is not factual. I am just throwing synopsis, like <laughs> hypothesis out there. Yeah. Uh, is it possible that I don't know how to be in a committed relationship for more? My my max so far on the on the record is six years. Maybe that's my limit. Maybe after six years, I'm like, all right, I need to go on the hunt some more. I don't know. Yeah, but maybe that just comes with learning. You just got to learn about yourself a little more. Maybe a few relationships might teach you a little Uh, something uh, maybe i'm good (laughs) you're good i'm good in that department i'm good he's good he's good um so going off of that learning about yourself uh is it was a really big theme in this episode jada said and i wrote down the quote because it was so good she said you need the adversity to come into your wisdom and it's up to you to transform it Mm -hmm. so by that i think that she's saying whatever experiences you're having it's up to you to take them and and learn from them every experience is a learning experience like i look at the slew of exes that I have and I think okay from each one there was a learning moment from each one I don't look at all of them as a negative situation now some of them I don't talk to at all we can there are court orders <laughs> there's court orders there are there and some of them like it just can't happen yeah. ever. like we can't even come within so many feet of each other but there's still a learning experience from each one of those so for me everything I go through is a learning experience Absolutely. I mean, you even the bad stuff you have to learn from it. Otherwise, you keep doing it over and over and over again. Yeah, you have to. And I think all the women at the table agreed with that. Even if you were with someone who it didn't end so well, at least now you know what you don't want. Exactly. Yeah. And when, when you know what you don't want, it's so much easier to go towards what you want. Because it's like, I might not be able to put my finger on what I want exactly, but I do know it's not this and this and this and this and this. So. Exactly. Exactly. And... um Sierra set going off of that she said that she transformed a lot of the unpleasant experiences into an idea of a beauty mark which was the title of her latest album and um she's kind of going through this period where she's just accepting things for you know what they mm-hmm. what they are no regrets I feel like that's when you get older I think you just kind of settle into this like, you know what? I might not be perfect. I might not be where I am, but damn it, I'm good where I like. I'm great. Yeah. And so you have to match. You have to at least match my greatness. If you can't match my greatness across all spectrums, like personally, professionally, like everything, then I'm not wasting my time. Like I'm not 21. No. I don't have time. Like I can't make 
the wrong decision and then it's going to have me like stifle for the next three or four years like we don't have that much time on the clock we don't have that much time on the clock you're right and going back to your situation with the affection thing i would assume that when you do date that if someone shows you that they're not affectionate or they don't like that does that change how you go about the dating them are you kind of like okay no this is not gonna work so so where I am is is that I automatically I, I've said this on other shows. You can look us up on After Buzz and Black Hollywood Live. Yeah. Uh, but I've, I've said this on other shows where I feel like, you know, especially guys like we know after like three months max, it probably doesn't even take through. We know where this is going. We know exactly what category we're going to put this relationship in. If this is just going to be like a drive through and y'all know what that means. Um <laughs> then that's what it is and it's never going to move from that or if I know that this could potentially be the one then this is the category like we just know and so for me that's kind of more so where things lie so it's like if you aren't the most affectionate I don't automatically like write you off there's a laundry list of things and that's just one more check too many checks and you're automatically going to be put on a separate list yeah so that's kind of how I deal okay makes sense I don't I don't like rules and regulations I don't like cutting people off completely like i kind of like to leave a little wiggle room yeah okay but someone like sierra who was with someone who disrespected her multiple times it's like where is that line drawn? now see this is where the restraining <laughs> and the other things come into play because if you cross a line and and it causes the tyler tyson to act not like the Tyler Tyson, um, <laughs> then, then you know, we can't come back from that. Yeah. And so I've had friends, I mean, really, really dope friends. Well, I thought they were friends. And mm-hmm. things have happened, and I've had to cut them off completely. And once I cut you off, there is no coming back from Like, I'm one of the nicest people ever yeah. until you break my trust, my loyalty, or something major. And when that happens... I can be one of the meanest people ever, too. And you just don't exist. And there's no way for you to ever exist in my life. Yeah, which is probably the best. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's the best for you and them. It's like there definitely has to be a line, line drawn. There's a boundary. You have to have your limits. Like, yeah. That's why I always, sure. in relationships, I always say there's like, there are your, your things where you know there's no coming back from this. Like, if a guy told I've had. I, I'm sorry if I ever tell your business on the show. I, one of my friends is in the audience if I, uh, in the studio. If yeah. I ever tell your business on the show, I apologize. I will not use your name. But I do have, and it's not you, but I do have a, a friend whose husband has told her, I was not attracted to you. I'm still not attracted to you. I never have been. Like yeah. When you say that type of thing to me, there's no coming back from this. I don't care how long we've been married. I don't care what commitments we have. I don't care. Certain things we can't come back from. Yeah. So I feel like everyone has to have that that line. And you have to be crystal clear with yourself to know what that line is and just be like, okay, this is my line. Yeah. So no matter how much I'm head over heels in love with Tyler, um, you know, she crossed that line. So, yeah, we can't do this no more. Yeah, I agree with that. So... I would say that who you are by yourself is really important. And in order to know the line, you have to know yourself, of course. And I think that comes with time and being alone, which uh, I think a lot of people are afraid to be alone. They're afraid to be alone. And I don't understand that. I don't either. I love being alone. Uh, Are you an only child? No. I have a brother. 
You want just one other sibling? Two brothers, actually. Uh, okay. Yeah. Are you the oldest? I am the oldest. Mm, okay. Do you like being alone? Sometimes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, you know what? I like being alone when I'm when I'm not. I don't alone. think she's Mike, so she might not be able. They might not be able to hear you, I'm but not in a relationship. yeah. Yeah. Well, she said. Or Kia said she doesn't like being uh, alone, really. But I, I love it. I love it too. It's my thing. I'm an only child. Like you had to be alone. I list everything in my like. Maybe this is why I'm in Hollywood, but like everything has a, this phone has a story. <laughs> this cup has a story. Like my imagination works in a way where everything has a story. Yeah. So when I'm alone, I'm able to tap into not just me and what I like and all of that, but I can tap into other stuff. Yes. And be a little bit more creative. Yeah, because when you learn to be alone, I feel like anybody who comes into your life is an addition like they don't become your world because if that doesn't work and you lose your world that's when people lose themselves and And she did say she did not she felt like she was going to lose herself yeah and that was one of her biggest fears which i can Mm -hmm. i can see being a fear but i think when you like fall in love and you kind of go head over heels don't you kind of lose yourself when you go head over heels in love not if you were okay by yourself first I think, in my opinion. Because in my mind, (laughs) there have been times, make this sound like it was a long time ago, (laughs) there have been times when I have been like head over, maybe it's head over lust, maybe, I don't know if it was love or not, but head over something. Yeah. Um, And I was definitely acting out of character. I wasn't my normal intuitive self i was ignoring my gut like all of those things but i was just so into this situation yeah maybe that's what happened with them maybe possibly i don't know because he there's two different people future and russell wilson two different men but she also said she was at a different time in her life like you know they were both i mean listen you see why i could easily see why they would be together they're both in music they both seem to come from like the atlanta or slightly hood background even though sierra definitely made it clear that she kind of like comes from a two-family home and you know went to certain schools or whatever but they still just have that background and I could just see them, I could easily see this being, like, something that just happened. Yeah. I could see that, too. I could also see her not necessarily knowing her worth and what she should and shouldn't tolerate at that time. Mm-hmm. And it just took her longer. And she did say that having future changed that, too, for her. Having him taught her how to love better and what to look for. And now she's looking for someone for her and him. Mm -hmm. So having the baby really changed a lot. Have you ever dated anyone that had kids? Never. Have you ever dated anyone that had kids? That's a yes. It's, I feel like, yes, I have. I feel like when you do that, um, it does take something kind of, I think it takes a special person to to date someone that, that has kids, especially if it's, you're living with like y'all are living together and not to, I'm, I'm just not going to put my business in the street, but I, it, yeah. Yeah. Yes. I have plenty of experience in that area. That's all I will say. Yes. I, I do think that it takes, uh, you have to be at a, not at a certain point of your life, but you have to just have, you have to be secure because yeah. it's like, you're coming into the situation knowing that, who, whoever you're dating, their priority isn't you, yeah. it's this child. And so some people look at it as, well, you're never number one, you're always like number two. When that's not the case, like you can't, it's like comparing apples and oranges. They just don't compare. But in all honesty, yeah, this individual does have to have to look out for this child. And yes. you walk into that already knowing it. So it's like you have to check yourself at the door. 
brutally honest with yourself. Is this something I can handle? If not, it's okay. But be honest with yourself and just say, yeah, you know what? I kind of just need to be the only, like, if there are going to be kids, they need to be our kids. Like, you just have to be honest. Yeah, true. And it helps if you really do love that person because, and she talked about this too, he loves her so much, he couldn't not love future as mm-hmm. well mm-hmm. and you can't when you are dating someone with kids you can't just love them and not love the kid as well it's yeah. just not going to work it's not possible but you've seen I mean there are enough shows I'm sure there's an after show for Yamla Fix My Life and everything else <laughs> yes. where there there are situations where people date someone that absolutely can't stand their child yeah. and they're only putting up with the child to date that individual because they're in lust or whatever it is that they're in um, yeah it's a bad situation that's really bad yeah yeah going off of that mixed families how do you feel about mixed families now give me an example of a mixed family like when you say mixed are we talking mixed races <laughs> are we talking like you know my ex your ex like what what type of mixture are we talking about we're talking someone who had a child with someone else mm-hmm. and now they kind of have come together and are working as a family. For example, Jada and Will are, are married now, but he was wor- married to Sheree mm-hmm. and they had Trey. Mm-hmm. Um, and she touched on it a little bit in the episode and how hard it can be. It took time for them to get to this point. Um, and Sierra agreed. It takes time. So, yeah. um, <laughs> Are you a bunch of business out there again? I'm not. I'm not. I'm walking away from that topic altogether. I think, you know, we talked about on the last show talking about polyamory. Yeah. I think that it's the oldest version of a non-sexual polyamorous uh, relationship. Um, you have, if once again, checking yourself at the door. When I get into this situation, if Tyler already has a child, yeah. she didn't just magically create this child unless it's the second coming of our Lord. Um, um, she did not just create this child by herself. Yeah. Like, there's clearly someone else. And so I'm walking into this knowing, one, I have to be cool with there being a child and that child taking up some of Tyler's time. But then I also have to be cool in the fact that that child also has, in this case, a father. And so I'm going to have to be cool with the father being a part of your life in some capacity just because that's his child. Yeah. Um, and if I can't handle that, once again, I have to be honest with myself, check myself at the door and be like, yeah you know what nah I can't I have been in that situation I I handled it beautifully it did take the uh the the ex to get used to me um but I handled it beautifully and then we eventually got to a part where everything was roses yeah well that's good because it doesn't always end that way um and Gammy had brought up a really good point she said that we always talk about the mothers and how the mothers get along but we never talk about the fathers Mm. And I was wondering about that, too. In Future, we saw some stuff in the news about how he's reacted to Russell being with his child and everything. I think the pride gets in the way with him. Oh, absolutely. It's a pride thing. It's a maturity thing. Um, And on top of that, I think in, in Future's case... You can at me if you want, at the Tyler Tyson. There's also an insecurity situation because... Future wasn't stepping up to the plate. He wasn't at that point in time being a good father to baby Future Mm -hmm. because of his disdain for Sierra, because of how they broke up, because of all of that. 
the the way the media portrayed it, it looked like he was neglecting his child. And so now, not only are you losing the girl, you're kind of losing your child a little bit, but then here's this guy that's come, stepping up to the plate and doing everything with your son that you were supposed to do. Yes. But, you know. Hey. That, I mean, but you have to be honest with yourself. So if I were future... I would come into this situation like, you know what, at that time when Baby Future came, I wasn't mature enough. That's my bad. But you know what, like, big ups to you. I appreciate you for stepping in. Like, and clearly, I think Russell is man enough to, and I think he's even said, I'm not trying to replace the, you know, his father because he already has a father. Right. But if you're not going to be there, I'm definitely going to fill the void. Like, I'm not going to let this child go without. So that's that's to be commended. Yeah, and he should be proud that the person that Sierra chose to be with is going to love her child just like he was. It should on. make you want to be a better father. It should yeah. make you want to be. Yeah, and I'm assuming that he is. I'm, a, I'm assuming Future's an amazing dad. I sure hope so. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. I really don't know. Um, what was I going to say? I wanted to say something about the mixed families. Um... We'll get back to that. Uh, So I also want to talk about uh, knowing what you want and taste being different as you grow up and you Mm -hmm. learn. Can you say that what you liked five years is different? Uh, Maybe not five years, but I will give you. So, you know, I went to um, like a, a, a very a mixed high school, but in all honesty, it was a white high school. And then I ended up going to a HBCU for college and then things have changed from there. Yeah. Um, so I can honestly say from high school all the way till about probably till I graduated from college, I had a specific taste and that taste was the typical, especially coming from the South. It was the typical of a black man, their taste, light skin, long hair. Um, if you weren't light skin, light, you just had to be lighter than me, long hair, all of it. That is so not <laughs> my taste of today. My, it's like now it's, it's, it's everything. I actually, it's actually not so much what I, it, if you are light skin with long hair, you're probably the last thing I look at. Interesting. It's like you're no longer the first. It's now the last. Like, because to me, I've already preconceived. And this is this is definitely a, a flaw. Um, I've prejudged you. I automatically feel like I know who you are before I even met, meet you, which isn't fair. Yeah. But it's the truth based on my history of dating that type of individual. Yeah. My taste has always been the same. Always. Never changed. Never changed. Ever since I was a little girl, I wanted a chocolate man. <laughs> and... <laughs> Well, listen, I can tell you, the chocolate <laughs> chocolate never does you wrong. Well, I mean, I'll say that, but chocolate is good for your soul. They say the dark chocolate is actually, like, has antioxidants and is, like, it helps you from aging and everything. See, that's what we need. That's chocolate what we need. Chocolate saves the world. Everybody loves chocolate. Everybody Everyone. loves chocolate. We're undeniable. Even people that are allergic to chocolate still love chocolate. They love it. They crave it at mm. some point. Get you some chocolate. <laughs> I can also say that my uh, taste in just substance is different. Um, Before, I wanted them to be funny and make me, well, obviously funny, make me laugh, um, to be good company, to get along with my family. But now I need them to be able to be supportive. I need them to be emotionally available. I need them to be able to be open and honest, like I think 
that's more so what she was talking about as far as taste. Probably appearance, too, because I think... Oh, you, know, you, you have to. Yeah. It's a must. It's a must. We talked about on the last show with social media, if, you, if I'm not physically attracted to you, this is not going to work. Yeah. So that has to be. But I, I feel you. Like, now, instead of it just being about... Well, instead of it being probably... 70% about looks. Now it's like, especially in LA, there's a pretty face on every corner. Like, you can find 10,000 Tyler Tysons just around the block. <laughs> I love how you use yourself. <laughs> I, I'm being real. Example? Like, listen, all these castings and stuff, you think that you're original until you walk in the door yeah. and you see 13 other people look just like you. Yeah. Um, so, my thing is, it, it takes more than just a, a pretty face and a good smile now. Now it's like, let me find out, oh, you, like, really, to be perfect, let me find out you went to an HBCU. Oh, okay cool like you've already gotten like 10,000 extra points right there and yeah. then from there I find out that you are like maybe an activist or you know you have your own thing whatever your thing is and you're excited and passionate about it that's kind of what draws me now yeah it's more than just and don't have some accomplishments like those <laughs> things right there oh please that's That'll it get you. that's it that is it I agree with you it it definitely is all about your mind and your goals so many other things the outward appearance it only goes so far and it fades and then like if you're caught up on so i have some friends who you know they they coin themselves so and so the model or models so and so like models in their name somewhere and when you're in your 20s okay cool you yeah. take pictures all the time you're a quote-unquote model okay cool but then you get to 30 and you still running around here talking about model models don't speak most models don't have opinions most models have very little substance it's all about the outward appearance yeah. so when that begins to fade and you start injecting yourself with god knows what to try to make yourself still look like you're 20 something when you're actually 40 something yeah um then what Right. Because you're not even people don't even know you to have an opinion. So then when you do try to have an opinion, people are looking at you like, what? If you don't shut up, <laughs> you were just a right. pretty face back in the day, back in the day. Yeah. And that's the worst when you find someone really attractive and you talk to them and there's mm. just nothing, mm. no substance. They can't keep a conversation. That's the worst. That's the absolute worst. Been there. Been, we've all been there. I've been there. We've all been there. Um, Jada had brought up a good point about taste changing and what you look for in people. And she said that people say they want one thing, but they aren't ready to change for it. Um, they don't really want it. They're not ready to receive it. Mm. And you actually can weirdly like the pain that you're in. So hmm. not I, I feel like what she's trying to say is you just get so used to it and you don't know anything else. Yeah. So you just become comfortable with it. Mm. <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> that was a mouthful. <laughs> so um, I, I, ooh, I, I, I agree uh, to certain extents. Like I do think it becomes normalcy and it becomes familiar and I think even if you are aware that this situation is not good for me in this moment because this is we like routine yeah. so if I'm used to like getting into arguments with you and it being kind of fiery and I get used to that yeah. that then becomes my norm and I don't know how to walk away from it even if I've been exposed to something better it's like oh I think I should be going over here but for some reason I'm still drawn over here yeah but and you have to be you have to you, that's why I say being being honest with yourself isn't easy. No. 
But this is another one of those. You have to be honest with yourself. You have to realize that, you know, this just is not good. Yeah. Because um, who is that? Sierra. She said on the show um, that when she started dating Russell, there was this sense of calmness Mm -hmm. that she, She one, didn't even know she needed and like didn't know it existed. And two, didn't know that she needed. And that's how she really realized, oh, this thing over here was stupid. Like it was just nonstop chaotic mess and mm-hmm. this is just a sense of calm and I think when you have and I think that was beautifully um, explained. explained and I think that once you are exposed to that it's really hard then to ignore it because that calm is so real and it's so peaceful and it's just like oh my life can just be like Barack and Michelle oh okay cool let me go this way yeah, yeah. and those guys like Russell Wilson he, they've always been around they're always going to be around but when women choose not to go after guys like that, it just makes me feel like you don't see them. Like, you're not even ready to see that. Like, you don't, you're not receiving it. You're, like, looking past it for something else that's really not good for you, i.e. future. Mm-hmm. Russell Wilsons have been around forever. So... But, you know, they, they. I think it's true that, you know, especially when you're young, no one wants the good guy because the good guy is, quote-unquote, there's no challenge. It's not exciting. Mm. When you're 20, you want excitement. You want fire. You want danger and all. Once again, when that clock stops ticking and you start <laughs> reaching that 30 mark, you're like, you know what? I've had enough fun and adventure. Let me try to find something real. Yeah, exactly. Well, some of us approach that time quicker than others. Uh, I guess. <laughs> Okay, let's jump into Mr. and Mrs. Smith. So for you guys who don't know what this segment is, we basically are are going to inform you on all of the news about the Smith family. Yes, come on. This is Tyler Tyson with your (laughs) Mr. and Mrs. Smith update. So first off, uh, Willow, so she just dropped a CD, uh, well, not CD, but an album over the weekend. And so... She's been everywhere. I think she was in Oakland not too long ago performing. So I went through her Instagram. She has pictures up there. I think there's even a video of her singing. Um, I think it's the next. Is it that one? It's that one. She listen to this. This is her actually like singing. I haven't heard her singing forever. So it's like a very reggae feel. Mm-hmm. I love that she actually did kind of have like a belting moment. I wish it was like a little bit clearer so I could actually like really hear. But yeah. the audience seemed to love it. So I'm all for it. Yes. I told you I love me some Willow Smith. Um, she can do no wrong in my book, really. Uh, the only thing is on this show, she kind of annoys me a little bit. But we'll say on that. On this one? Just a little bit. Because she like, she just <laughs> moans a lot. Like, yeah. Oh. That's <laughs> like, girl, come on. You don't like. Anyway. Um, <laughs> She's a green. I get it. But it's just too much. Um, um, so that's dope. Also, Jaden, all over his page, he was promoting his sister. Yeah. Everything, like, the last, like, 12 posts have been the cover of Aww. of her album. But then he also was on stage shaving his head. He had a concert over the weekend, and he was on stage shaving his head. I don't know why, but here you go. No. right to the stage oh and there he is you know i expect nothing less i love i love i told you i love (laughs) one day i know he is a 
gazillion years younger than me, I hope to aspire to be like <laughs> Jaden Smith one day. Like, he gives zero you know what it's like yes. he's just on it and i love that me too i respect anybody who can be themselves 100 percent. i love me some Jaden. yes and so jada she on her page so you know there was a, a mass shooting over the weekend um in el paso and in dayton ohio they mm-hmm. were less than 24 hours apart and as a result of all of that she put up a post talking about rage and how we kind of have to learn to channel our rage into other outlets and how your rage can make you act out of of yourself and how she has worked over the years to challenge her rage and I think the video is probably a full minute so I'm not gonna like make y'all listen to the whole thing but maybe we can just play a little bit of it just so y'all can hear a little bit of what she had to say as of late I've been unpacking my rage I've had to get really in contact with some of those deep ugly places within and really make contact with the little rager inside one of the most dangerous things about rage is that it justifies hurting other people as well as yourself. Yeah, like that's the so one of the most important things that she says in that whole video. And so I admonish everyone, you can go to her page, which is uh, Jada Pinkett Smith on Instagram, and you watch the whole full minute clip. Yeah. Um, and I agree with her. I think we all have been in rage. It takes a lot to get the Tyler Tyson to a point of rage. But when I'm there, I can tot- I never want to hurt other people my thing is i just want you to understand and feel where i'm coming from in that moment in the final video um so will on his page he had a lot on his page but i found the one of the most entertaining last few posts and this was a post it's the whole family there seemed to be on a yacht somewhere just enjoying Mm -hmm. and he's playing chess with his older son trey take a look I love it. So dramatic. So I love this video, and y'all can go to Will Smith's page on Instagram, which is Will Smith, yes. and watch this whole video. It's really funny <laughs> because they keep yelling throughout the whole video. I don't know much about chess. All I know is that a stalemate means that the king can't move anymore. So that's a good thing. I don't know because I don't play chess, but yeah. So, th- so that's your Mr. And Mrs. Smith update. Their family stays on the ground. So if you ever just need some entertainment, check out the entire Smith clan on Instagram. Yes. Or check us out every Monday at 7. Yeah. One or the other. We'll update you. Or or both. I like that. Yeah. Okay. So before we go, let's do our Real Talk segment. Oh, yes. So if you're new here, Real Talk is a special segment that we do at the end of every show. It's different every time. But today we're going to be talking about exes. Oh, yeah. So I noticed on the show... um, I don't remember who said what, but they were just talking about how you deal and interact with your ex. And that got me to thinking, hmm, I have a slew of exes. Um, (laughs) Do do we still keep in contact with our exes? And most of them I do. There's only one, the one with the restraint order, that I don't. But everyone that I talk, well, not everyone, most people that I talk to, they operate on a different space where once you're an ex, that's it. Never to be heard from again. Lose my number. You know, forget my family. You are blocked on all Insta or on all social media. I'm not that guy. Yeah. Are you that girl? I'm not. I'm not. 
uh, I will not go out of my way to reach out to them. If they want to reach out to me and say hello, I'm not going to not respond. Um, but I don't talk to them. I don't wonder how they're doing necessarily. Mm-hmm. When I was younger, I would. And I would check their pages sometimes. But since I've gotten older, I've kind of moved away from it. And um, they taught me my lessons. And I'm good. So, interestingly, I... Um, and if those of you are wondering what Dakia said, because y'all know we asked her. She said she doesn't talk to her exes either. And that once you are an ex, you are done. Um, but so I'm the guy where unless we had like a hostile situation, we can always be cool. We can always communicate about just about anything because I look at it like we shared a part of our lives together. Like, you know, some secrets about me. I know secrets about you. Like we more than likely have been intimate. Like there's a lot. And so to me, that can never be forgotten. And so it's like, even though you can't be in my life as a relationship, there's like two that we can still be friends. Um, so I just I just don't like Xing people out. Now, like I said earlier, if you do something to violate my trust or like if this turns out to be completely one sided, um, then, yeah, I, I don't deal with you. And yeah. I'm also not the person like Instagram and social media. I'm not like a wanderer. Like, yeah, I don't go. Like, I don't have, and maybe this is the only child thing, I don't have the thing where I'm thinking, oh, I wonder what my ex is doing. Let me go to their page. Like, I don't have that. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, a good thing. I, I don't really go to my friend's page. Like, unless something, like, if I see something on my feed yeah. that intrigues me, then I go to your page. Okay. But I never just, oh, you know what? Let me just, I'm not that guy. Yeah. I'm only either. on social media, like, I'm sorry, as a business. That's good. I feel like that's a good way to go about it. I feel but. like they want you to make it like super personal, but as it, it's not. It's not. If that's not healthy, I, I can't. Yeah, it can't be healthy to be visiting your ex's pages, wondering what they're doing. It's okay to wonder if they're doing okay and to ask, but yeah, I'm not gonna go out of my way to ask. Really, um, if I see him on the street, I'll say hello. Uh, there was only one that ended pretty badly. And, um, yeah, I haven't talked to him since. Are you good at the ignore game? Like, if you see that one out? Because, you know, okay, so I've seen a bunch of things in my life um, where... I've had friends where if their ex walked in the door, they had to leave. Like, they can't even oh. stay in the vicinity. Was that you? Mm-hmm. No, they, they can't even stay in the vicinity <laughs> of that person. It's like, the moment they come, we got to go. I've never been that person. Like, mm-hmm. when I say you don't exist, I'm so cool with it. Like, I literally <laughs> can do this show. My ex can sit right there. And I will never, like, you don't exist. Yeah. Like, I'm that, I'm that guy that will walk. Like, if there's a group, you with your girls or whatever, I can speak to everyone in that group and ignore that one person and still be cool. I'm that guy. You're that guy. I'm that guy. That is a skill. It is. And don't let me have some shades on. And y'all know we in L.A., so don't let me be on a vibe. Oh, my goodness. I Let me just put this out there. I can't ignore them because I'm too nice. I have to say hello, and it'll be as if we're cool, but it'll probably make them uncomfortable because I'm being so nice, Mm. if that makes sense. I feel like that's a maturity thing. I'm not there yet. The Lord hasn't brought me to that. You'll get there. Maybe. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) Well, you guys, that is the end of our show. We thank you for joining us again this Monday. We will be back next Monday at 7 p.m., same place. Uh, Yeah, where can they follow you? You can follow me on all social media at the Tyler Tyson. 
Yes. And you can follow me on social media at Miss Tyler Simone. You can follow me on YouTube if you want to. Tyler McKinney. Uh, We'll see you guys next week. Oh, yeah. Bye. Peace. On behalf of our BHL staff, we would like to thank you for tuning in to Black Hollywood Live, the world's first digital broadcast network devoted entirely to urban entertainment and pop culture. Check out our Black Hollywood Live YouTube page for even more great programming and amazing content. And be sure to subscribe and like our channel when you do. I'm your BHL host, Nakia Monet, and you can find me on all social media at Kiki Boom Boom or at Black Hollywood Live. Black Hollywood Live, Hollywood Redefined.